Okay, hey, we're this is podcast number two. This is Michael. It's not and podcast number two. It's, it's po- just testing. It's podcast number sixty-seven. It's podcast I number know, five. I it's number eighteen. Five. Eighteen. That's not true. <laughs> All right, we're we're recording. Are we? Yes. Hey, hello everyone, and thanks for joining us for uh, podcast number five. Five. It's podcast number five. I'm Michael. This is Corey. And uh, today. The topic of the podcast is hard landing, and we're going to talk about hard landing. A hard landing. That's that's exactly what we had on night call two. It, I was going to call it when things fall apart. <laughs> okay, so we recently got back um, from Utah, and Corey um, planned our trip, and we agreed that we would do a northern route. And go back up to Moab, which is a place that we really like. Right. And we knew it was going to be cold, so you did a bunch of preparation before we even before we even left. Sure, we did all the things. We did all the things, like monitoring the weather, um, checking in our gear, double checking everything, uh, supplementing, uh, taking you know, asking our followers, asking our members in the forums. Hey guys, we're about to do this trip to Moab. What do we need? What do we need? They came through like gangbusters. Yeah, let's shout out uh, Lifestyle Overland, (laughs) Kevin, Kevin, for crying out loud. That What is it called? The Mr. Buddy Heater? Mr. Buddy Heater. That's not a paid endorsement, you guys. We huddled around that little thing. We'll get to that later. All right. We'll get to it later. Okay, anyway. But Kevin, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. All right. We bought gear too. Yeah, so we had we had a, a lot of fun doing preparation. I know that I was nagging you a bunch. Nagging isn't the right word. I was just like, "Hey, yes, it is. We're doing this. <laughs> That's not nagging. Um, like, here's the weather reports. Here's our route. Yeah. Here's how many miles. Um, first of all, going Sunday to Thursday from Bay Area to Moab, Utah, was ambitious. Yes, it, yes. And we left on Christmas afternoon. Yeah, so we had a family Christmas in the morning, and then um, Corey and I left. Now, here's I, I want to say something about leaving on these trips that maybe folks don't know. Um, Corey does a lot of prep work. You know, she um, basically gets everything ready to go and plans the routes, and I kind of throw boxes in the truck. <laughs> so true. And we it's so true. <laughs> and and jump in the driver's seat, and we go. So we left at two o'clock on Christmas, Christmas day, which was a Sunday because kids and stuff and logistics and family. And it was a a sensible time for us to get out of Dodge as San Francisco Bay area and, and Moab was an eight hour drive. So eight hours was Elko, plenty of options for us to roll in on the late side, get a good night's sleep. Yes. We stayed at a hotel. We stayed at it. This is a... This is a point of, but this is a good strategic conversation. If you're going to try and accomplish a thousand miles to get to a destination and you know, you just need to crash and sleep. Yeah. At a hotel. Sure. But you know, we, um, you know, not in a room, we just in the parking lot and we deploy the rooftop (laughs) tail. Yes. So, and it was cold. It was free. Like freezing doesn't even cover it. Yeah. It was like negative seven, right? It was seven below zero Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, now I, I spent three years in Boston, so I have a sense of cold, but I had, I've never been in that kind of sub-zero temperature. Hello, Elko. Hey guys, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) You are survivors. Um, 
so we spend the night there. We were probably there for a total of eight hours because we knew we were just crashing again, turn and burn. And then we're heading to Moab, um, as early as possible. We were back on the road, fully loaded, ready to go by like six forty-five, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then we knew it was, we just needed it to haul to yeah. get to Moab. So we were only in Elko for a short amount of time, um, sleep, crash, turn, burn. And then we left about 6.45 or 7. And then we were, again, a straight shot. Now, the thing that you and I do really well is we can cover long distances and long times in the truck. And we're good. Like, oh, yeah. Because I do the driving. <sighs> I, I'm kidding. So we did. We had a... We had a long, we had a long drive, long, uh, long day, and it was really epic scenery. We, we drove through the salt flats. Uh, we drove through, you know, past the Bonneville Speedway, and man, it was just white out there. It was really, really cool. Got some great photos, and you know, then we rolled into Utah. We went by to to pick up some provisions. Somebody yeah, recognized us there at REI. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was great fun. Um, the REI and Sandy. Yeah. So we had a great conversation then and then we rolled out. And then towards the end of the day, just as the sun, uh, literally as the sun was hitting the horizon, we met up with John Burt mm-hmm. and, um, and his Tacoma. And his Tacoma. And we got some great recommendations. Um, I think we were at the corner of like six and something. I, can't, yeah. I can look at the map real quick. And we pulled in to the gas station he, we were heading east. He was heading west. And we had been talking to him, but we pulled in. And then two minutes later, he pulled in. And that's how, like, synchronistic it was. Yeah, yeah. It was super easy. Great conversation. It was good meeting him in person. Um, and he gave us uh, quite a few suggestions in terms of where to stay. Now, part one of hard landing. <laughs> what John said... <laughs> In my mind. Very sensible. Yeah, what John said in my mind was, was, hey, you know, go to the hairpin turn and just past the hairpin turn are great campsites on the bluff. <laughs> now, what John actually says, said was, whatever you do, don't go past the hairpin turn. <laughs> so that was the first part of my problem we took off it got dark and we arrived in canyon lands in utah just outside of moab well after sunset the stars were bright we were off but we and we had taken because of that we had taken extra time to get out our delorme get out our our delorme hard copy map and our unit and our app and you plotted you were you were on it. You were putting points yeah, down. Yeah, we had we had our we had our off grid points. We knew where we were, uh, where we were, where we were going. Yeah, and yeah. so um, then everywhere we were driving was basically red rock and not a lot of snow at all. Yeah, we yeah. were hit the roads we were on, the paths we were on, the trails we were on. Everything looked super clean. Right, but then as we started, you know, as we got further you know, off grid, mm-hmm. the snow did start covering the road. 
um, in drifts, right? And and that increased. Still no, no like major flags, right? Like no like. Yeah, no, we were good. <gasps> like this is going to be bad. Yeah. No, it was dusting. So we found that hairpin. Um, Which I said, and I'm like, he said it was, it's the hairpin. Or yeah. There's like, a switchback. Well, there it is. There's the switchback. We're back. going the right direction. That's right. So um, at that point, I mean, almost right at the hairpin is when the snow was completely across. The walls of the canyon yeah. shot up. Yeah. So not much sunlight was hitting that trail during the day. Yeah. So it was and, completely covered in snow. And it was powder too. It was really yeah. fresh. Yeah. And, um, you know, I shifted it into four low. Um, got okay tires. The BFG KM2 Mud Terrain tires are a fantastic, very tough tire, E-wall e rated tire. They're not fantastic in snow and ice. Um, they're okay. They're not fantastic. We're at four low and we're creeping down the road. Yeah, not right. fast at all. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. What are you thinking at this point? Well, at this point, so right towards the bottom of this of this trail, and it was an incline headed downwards with a drop-off on the left that we couldn't see because now it's dark. Um, In Moab, Utah? Everything has an if you are If you are <laughs> driving along a thin ribbon of trail, and on one direction your headlights are... <laughs> hitting red rock and on the other in the other direction it's black <laughs> <laughs> i'm coughing from laughing um it, well we so the so we're going down this it, it's a cliff yeah and we're surrounded by canyon walls like this it, it it was all sorts of sensible and and comfortable until there were two, I'm going to say there were small, like small little inclines, like just an increase in pitch downward. Yeah. Very subtle. If you looked at it from the ground, you were like, this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Agreed. And so Michael moved forward. Yeah. So in this easy area, and we're cautious, you know, we don't, we're not out there to break our truck or prove that we're, you know, B.A., or or anything. Yeah, we, we don't. We have, we have nothing nothing to prove, right? So, I'm creeping down this little incline and and the fresh tracks. Talk about that. Yeah, there were fresh tracks. You know, so was, that was reassuring as well. No chains. Yeah, they didn't have chains on. Um, and as we're moving forward, the eighty, uh, it got a little loose. <laughs> you know, Is that what you call it. Yeah, you know, so. It was, uh, I felt it and Corey felt it and I was looking straight forward, but I, I felt her eyes burning into the side of my head. That's not true. She felt it. So there we are at the bottom of this first little incline and we've just had a little like white knuckle moment because yeah. rig sliding. Yeah. And at that point... I told Michael, it's like, we're done. Like, I don't want to go any further. This is like, I'm out of my comfort zone. This doesn't feel okay. Yeah, so you guys know what I did, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I stopped no, at that moment. 
and that was it. <laughs> no, what you did do though was you got out of the truck and you walked it. Yeah, I you did. walked. There was clearly another um, slight incline. You know, like maybe one or two degrees. Like it wasn't yeah. much, but you walked it. You walked all the way down to the fallen rock. Yeah, when you know, when in doubt, get out. There's no substitute for that. And you could see, and you saw yeah. all of the boot prints. You saw yeah. the tire tread. Yeah, somebody had gone through. You know, somebody had gone guys. through and. It, there's a moment, you know, you guys that have been out there, uh, there's a part of the road that increases de the descent, uh, fairly significantly. And that's what I was, that's what I was looking at was whether, you know, we could go down that. And of course I decided we should try. Um, <laughs> this and, is, this is what makes a marriage work because <laughs> I had seen that he had gone out and done, you'd walked it, you had yeah. boots on the ground. And what I said was, and I meant this, I, you know, I wasn't making it up. What I said was, well, let's just go a little bit further. Yes. And if it feels unsafe, that's it. We will stop. And, you know, I looked at the side where the cliff was and there was a little bit of a like soft a snow embankment. There was a little bit of a lip and some rocks over there. So... I also figured that if everything went south, we would have to try super, super hard, you know. Yeah, it wasn't to, Spring to Canyon. Do, yeah, bottom. it wasn't Spring Canyon bottom. It was meaning you go you go near the side and you're going over. Right. It right. was it was a little bit safer than that. So I told I told that to Corey, I said, Hey, we're gonna go just a little bit further and you know, if if it if it goes poorly, uh, we will stop. <laughs> and so I got in and we eased the truck forward and we started moving, you know, further down the trail. We went over this little lip and as soon as we went over the little oh, lip. Oh, the, the noise that just, the rig makes when no tires have traction. Yeah, which is silence. It, and you're, and and you're, you're moving. And you're moving. And you're gaining speed. Yeah, and you're gaining speed. So... I was counter steering that the, the truck had broke loose at that point. Well, and it then, wasn't a little loose. It had broke loose. It was like zero traction whatsoever. You were calm as a cucumber. Yeah. And the thing you said very, in a low volume, very matter of fact was unlock your door. Yeah. And in that moment, I still remember the like four step activation that I went through because <laughs> all of my senses got slammed into my body at once. Like we were not in Kansas anymore. Um, I undid my seatbelt. I unlocked the door. I grabbed the DeLorme because I knew it had SOS on it. I, that that was very impressive to me, by the way. And, and, I, and my dog, my four pound dog who was in my lap, I was ready to chuck him out the door to get him clear. Yeah. Like I was ready to go because I knew that if we needed to abandon ship, we were just going to abandon ship and have a have a safety. Yeah. Net. So, so, but. <clears throat> so that, that was, that was it. We we're all prepped. We we're sliding down. And I think we, you know, it, it took a long time to make the slide, but That's I think we, call. we, we slid probably only about 15 feet, Maybe. but it was, it was enough to go, you know, it was enough to go per almost perpendicular to the road sideways. And then for me to That's counter, what I didn't like. counter steer and then get the nose pointing forward again and then drift to the opposite side of the road, the cliff side of the road, by the way, um, and slowly come to a stop. 
you know, there was no, hey, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to go and find a different camp. But I wanted to see if I could back back up the hill and um, get us back on flatter ground mm-hmm. and camp, you know, a little bit, you know, on more flat ground. So I took the Max tracks and I put them under the tires. I locked the differentials so that I had, you know, traction no matter what. The thing is, um, with the Max tracks, it was so slick that just the momentum of the truck coming off the Max track would cause the truck to slide back down the hill again. So it was oh, yeah. two steps, or it was one step back, two steps forward. And, yeah, it was and it hard just, to watch too because I was out of the truck at that time. Yeah, and, and if if I had if I had two sets of max tracks, I'd be able to alternate and always have traction yeah. on the ground. It's easier to visualize and not so easy to describe. But anyway, if I had two sets, I would have been able to just uh, uh, slowly creep back up the like hill the entire, the entire way. That didn't work. Any kind of momentum whatsoever would cause the truck to just slide further down the hill. So, yeah, we were that aired, was it. Because we were aired down. It was done uh, for the night. I will, yeah, no, and I'll say that it was at that point. I was outside of the rig. I had dog. We had supplies, like, and the truck would grab onto that max tracks and then like do 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 do. Oh, they work great. They're amazing. They, they were, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not so a paid after, endorsement. Not a paid endorsement. Not at all. <laughs> like, that's not how we roll. Um, it worked. Uh, except we might roll did. that way. I mean, you know, if you guys have a good product and you have lots of money, it's info at overlandbound.com. CC Corey. <laughs> Dork. Um, so long story short, we we did it. We said, yeah, does it. done. And because I'm, because I'm who I am, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, Michael pitches everything out of the back of the truck and he sets up. Yeah, we sleep in the back of the truck we, a lot. A lot. And I'm like, we're still on an incline. It's icy. And this is just me being like worry wart because if we were in the situation, I'm like, is the truck safe? Are we going to slide in the middle of the night? I know this is like in retrospect, not the brightest bulb in the chandelier at this point, but I'm just concerned. Like I've watched this truck slide a, a couple different times. And so husband unit goes and gets some freaking red rocks in the 10 degree weather. He is, <clears throat> Back to basics. He is. We, we blocked the wheels. Slamming of yeah. rocks under the tires. And, and we have the, as we mentioned earlier, the Mr. Buddy heater. Um, yeah. So we got in the back of that truck. It was getting cold, was, like cold, cold, 10. that kind of cold where you're like, no, I can handle this, but you're the tips of your fingers and your ears are telling you that you can't handle it. It was that cold. I don't know how cold it was. It was but, bad. We, we got in the back of the rig and we struck up the, the uh, buddy heater. Um, by the way, it's got CO2 sensors. And if you knock it Tip. over, it goes out yeah. as, as well. So it's, it's pretty designed, darn... It's designed to be in small yeah. spaces with humans. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty good. And um, we left we, that thing going. We did have to warm up the Coleman canister because it was so cold that it took us a while to be able to, to fire it up, remember? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that was all about. Well, so I, I can't read, I can't say I read that temperature can affect the, the Coleman okay. uh, yeah. 
the Coleman canisters. And so you have to like warm them up physically and then it'll, it fires. Right we, out. we eventually got, yeah, we eventually got it going. We had a little trouble there. Uh, and then that was it. We went to bed and, um, slept. Okay. Oh, I slept great. Cause you gave me both pads. <laughs> you gave me I both did. sleeping pads. I did. I didn't know that until I woke up and I was like, mm, it's so comfy. We had heat. Um, we Water. closed up the back of the truck. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, we were all sealed on the inside of the truck. And with the 80, it's, you know, it's perfectly flat back there. And, and you know, somebody who's six foot has to curl up a little bit, but not bad. Sorry. Yeah. But we, we went to bed and that was it. That was our base camp for the night. Okay. So I was glad to see the sun come up. I opened my peepers. I saw I saw light. That was good. We hadn't fallen off the mountain in the middle of the night. Um, and I was up at O Dark Thirty. I don't know. It was like three thirty. Really? No. It it was more. <laughs> no, it was more like it was probably six o'clock. I was I was up and out, and it was cold that morning. And again, it was like one of those things where I had the full face mask. Um, you know, I had ski yeah, gloves. No, shout out to Mason. MM North Directions. He's the one who said, get the baklava, baklava, bak the, the face mask. where it Cover your face. Cover your face. That's what he said. It's damn cold. Uh, and I did. And what I did was I, I got the axe and shovel out. And from the back of one tire up the hill, I dug... Uh, a bare patch of dirt, just a track up over the steep incline and remove the snow so there was bare earth. Then I took the axe and chopped, you know, chopped the ground so that it really was, it wasn't rock solid ice dirt. It was chopped up uh, actual turf that wasn't frozen. Now, from my perspective, from the previous night and thinking about how the day was going to go, um, I thought we were waiting until sun hit the ice. Like, I thought yeah. we were waiting until Mother Nature took, like, did its job to heat things up, but I was checking the weather again. Yeah. And it was only going to get to 31 degrees. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, Well, crap. The, like, the other thing, what I was thinking, and I don't know what you guys think, but I started thinking about it. And I'm like, if that sun hits this ice, mm -hmm. it's just going to turn, you know, it's going to melt the surface and it's going to be even more slick. And besides, I wanted to get going. I wanted to, you know, with light, with the daylight, you know, things weren't as precarious. And I felt like, all right, I'm going to get us out of here now. And, um, and so I woke up, you let me sleep in, which was very generous of you. And I woke up to you carrying the shovel and the axe. Oh, yeah. I got into my little, you know, the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there's the scene where people are doing a little chant and they're digging because they've got to dig a hundred foot deep hole. I got in that mode <laughs> where I was out there, you know, with my, you know, my shovel, my axe. And I'm all, because I had a big thing to cut. I wake up and there's these two little like sticks of orange red <laughs> going straight up the hill and I'm like okay yeah, all right. So, so I, I chopped some bear dirt and then uh, 
no drama, man. Uh, we just... We packed it up. We packed it up and... I got nervous and I was like, I think I'm going to go outside of the truck. And you were like, no, just yeah. stay in. Yeah. And and we uh, we just backed up the... Uh, Backed up the little billy goat. the little incline like a billy goat. I mean, there was zero slippage. Nothing. No tire spin, no nothing. We just went right up those two bare strips of earth and we got to the flat part and uh, there was a, a little yeehaw. It was done. Yeah, we were glad. We were very happy to be out. Now, here's the... I I took video of the whole thing. And then I forgot to hit record when I was actually backing up the mountain. Wait, why am I hearing this now? <laughs> what? But the thing is, the thing is, you know, nobody missed anything because there was no drama. It was just the hill backing oh, up the, <laughs> just the, just the, the rig backing up the mountain. So this is, anyway. This is what happens no, when you don't have a film crew with yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. And everybody has a film crew, right? Yeah. I know all you guys, you all have a film crew whenever you go out. Anyway. So we, uh, yeah, just backed up the mountain, um, no so drama, simple. and we were very, was, very happy. You guys, to, to go from absolute squalor to, boop, 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 oh, yeah. we're back up the top just because of a shovel we and went axe. Up, yeah, we went up, we went up to the top, so we went up to the top, and we found um, the site that our friend John was referring to, which was on the other side of the hairpin. <laughs> And we had an awesome lunch with coffee. It was fantastic. We did a live broadcast. And here's the thing. Like, you can, you know, critique our judgment, whatever, you know, that led to this. And sure, we do that as well. But here's what I'm going to say. Um, when I talk about things not being figured out for you and you don't know quite what you're going to encounter and it is an adventure, this is part of it right now. Like Corey and I have this experience. We're always going to refer back to it. We learned from it. It was a teaching moment for sure. We won't make those mistakes, uh, again, moving forward, but that's part of the, part of the, at least for me, it's part of the adventure. <laughs> yeah. No, Corey the first, the first thing, the first thing <laughs> I thought, the first thing I thought, I'm like, what are they going to think of us? Like, like, what are people going to think? We sh like, by the way, then, I never think that that's, it's more true <laughs> than not. And, and so I do stupid stuff on camera, but, but we're committed to being transparent about all of it. Like, yeah, yeah there was a, you, there was a judgment call made and we yeah. recovered from it though. So lessons, so lessons, some lessons learned, right? Um, we didn't take the terrain seriously enough. I did not. I think Corey did. I did. I did not. Sorry, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I was out. No, I get it. I was out there and I'm like, what? It's just a little bit of snow. But then like even talking to people in retrospect, they were like, you were where? When? What time? That's crazy, man. Like people that really know the area because yeah, it's crazy. You're out there on the canyons and there's ice on the road and it's very slick and you've got no business being out there. So just respecting the terrain a little bit more, uh, respecting the environment a little bit more. Um, you know, chains. You got to have chains if you're going to be in the snow. Um, yeah, we'll add that. Listen to your can. partner, right, as your barometer. Like Corey said, right when we got loose the first time, she was like, nope, uh, nope we should stop now. And that would have been the right call. You know, there's no reason to go any further. Um yeah, I think that's but about I understand, it. But I understand why you went further because the flat part was just up ahead. 
Like, yeah, these, yeah, yeah. there's no perfect, there's no perfect playbook for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the next day we had a great time. Oh yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. And, and man, I'll tell you what, that cup of coffee at the top in the sun, that was like, uh, one of the most, you know, pleasurable cups of coffee I ever had. I'll say, I'll say for me, it yeah. was when you were in reverse, everything was locked up. Yeah. And we just went straight up. Yeah, no drama. No drama. That was my awe, like, moment yeah. of how how simple solutions can be. Yeah. Shoveling an axe. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank um, you. We will, uh, we've got more coming. Um, and uh, learn from us. Don't be us. Don't, don't be us. Hashtag <laughs> don't be us. <laughs> And we will see you next time. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye.